This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. The Joey Page Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m. Hello, I'm Joey Page, and I host the Indie Alternative Psych Music Show on Fubar Radio every Wednesday from 2 p.m. You can also expect a little slice of punk and ska and a few other bits of hip-hop and things like that as well. I speak to bands, musicians, and even your favourite venues and record stores. What we've done is we've put together a top lineup of past and current interviews. If you want the full episodes, which feature me babbling on like this and all the songs, then you can find us on the Fubar Radio website. This is episode 8. Uh, on this episode, I spoke to Dana from Porridge Radio. She came in and had a really fun chat. Also, I spoke to Pan Amsterdam, who, for my money, is probably the coolest man on the planet. And I was just really enjoying listening to his silky smooth voice and talking to him about where he gets his inspiration for some of his lyrics. Now, Yonaka have got a new album coming out. So, in homage to that, we have got an interview that I did with them a couple of years back. And also, a interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with Mini Mansions, who were a lot of fun. Welcome to episode number eight. The Joey Page Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m. It's now time to welcome to the show someone that I'm very excited to speak to, back with some new music, and we're going to talk about that and lots of other things in between. It's time to welcome to the show Dana, a.k.a. Porridge Radio. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So, let's get stuck straight into it. You want to do some celebrity endorsements? No, uh, not celebrity. Brand endorsements. Brand endorsements I wanted to, to get to some thank, stuff sent in. Yeah, I was going to thank Adidas. I wanted to thank Nike for all the free stuff you've sent me over the years. Lovely. And if any comes in this way, as long as it's not like a size nine and a half for me, then yeah. I'll pass it on to Thanks. you. Thanks. So how are you? You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. Kind yeah. of um, overwhelmed by uh, London and the hot building we're in. But yeah, it's a very hot building, but not in here. I no, like to keep it ice cool. I can't... I can't operate at a higher temperature. If I overheat, then the show would stop. <laughs> it's nice. Like It's good in here. I know this isn't what you've come in to talk about, but I literally, if I get too hot, I literally <laughs> have to stop whatever I'm doing. Like, it's a known thing. If Like my close friends, if I overheat, that's it. I stop speaking. I just shut down. I never get too hot, but right now I'm way too hot. Oh. And I'm drinking this coffee, and it's kind of warming my hands, but the rest of my body is trying to cool down with the room. Yeah, well, so it's, it's going to happen nightmare. in here soon. I'm having I- a complete overwhelming nightmare well we'll we'll give it a minute and then you'll you'll be fine so porridge radio yeah your debut album and i want to go back further than that but i do also want to just quickly start with this okay one of the best if not the best album names of all time yeah yeah i think so don't you think i don't know i don't think Uh, first Mm. the first lp rice pasta and other fillers I think it's a good name. I just think there's no names are really that good. Like Porridge Radio is not that good a name. So why, where did that come from then? It's just, it's just words. Okay. Did you just literally jumble up some words? Um, it was more like coming up with band names with my friend. And then I used to just swap band names every week. And that one just ended up sticking for no reason. Like Porridge. That's disgusting. It's one of the most Alan Partridge things I've ever done. But <laughs> it's really hard to clean porridge off if you leave it for more than about five minutes in a pan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so just put some water in there. It's stuck like porridge. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, but before that, way back, this started as a as a bedroom project. Yeah. Right? So I take that to mean in the literal sense that the whole operation was done from your 
from a room, basically. Yeah, a room that had a bed in it. Yeah, yeah. That I was sleeping. So how has that manifested into where we are now with like a, a band and going out and supporting Cherry Glazer on tour and the LP and then the new song? So tell us, just sort of fill, us, fill in the gaps. Um, so I used to make music on my own, um, just kind of quietly not really sharing with people. Ended up sending it to some friends, slowly ended up doing open mic nights, kind of screaming at old men in pubs. And then... Do you have a particular memory of that? Like one place where you felt particularly like you were just screaming at old men? There was one, I used to live in Brighton, there was this one open mic night at the Victory that I'd go to. Where's Where's the Victory? It's in the South Lanes. Well, I might have changed the name of it in my head. Oh, okay. No, maybe I haven't, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was on a Tuesday night and I used to go there all the time and just like be like, these people hate this but it was really nice for me to do. I don't think I even had a guitar. I just borrowed the, guitar, the guy's guitar. Oh, cool. He ran it. And there was, some, there was maybe like two really nice old men who gave me loads of support and were like, this is really cool. But all the other old men would kind of stare vacantly back at you. Or even worse than that is the kind of young, beautiful people who stare at you like, why are you doing this? And then they pick up a guitar and they play a really beautiful folk song with a really beautiful voice. And you're like, that's amazing. Yeah, and but I'm you not don't, that. Yeah, but you, you definitely don't always want that. Do you know what I mean? But like, they want that and they'd be like, why are you here if you're not doing that? Which I think is fine because it's um, character building. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's certainly f- done something to form the basis of what you've got going on now because, as like <laughs> we said, if we fast forward just recently, supported Cherry Glazer. You've got loads of festival stuff coming up. So, yeah, uh, we had Cherry Glazer on the show not so long ago. So, yeah, tell us a bit about that experience. Well, we just supported them for the London show, yeah, sure. not the tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was amazing. And I just. Electric. Well, uh, uh, Brixton, in Brixton, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was incredible. I really love them so much. Just nice. Like their music is so And did you get to like, uh, how like much did you get to see them on the day? Did you interact with them or were they a bit like yeah, in and we, out or how was it? We got there quite late. We, I think we, had, we missed a sound check. We literally just got there about just near doors. And so there wasn't that much time to say hi, but they were really friendly. And really nice and kind of Clem came up to us. Oh, Clem came up to Maddie. <laughs> Maddie plays bass in the band and she was introducing herself and she just like gave her a huge hug and then I walked out the dressing room and I was like, oh my God, do you guys know each other? <laughs> and they were like, what? No. But the hug that they were giving each other was like the hugest, most like old friends hug. I was like, these guys have got to go way back. And <laughs> they didn't. It was nice. And nice. I got a hug. She was so nice and so amazing. And then you've done like quite a few other sort of dates on a kind of tour and things recently and that's kind of done now and then you've just got festivals so does that feel a little bit like after doing some tour dates the festivals sometimes feel like a treat at the end of like a tour or do you feel a bit like I actually prefer being on tour to play into a field of people that I might not necessarily know my music or how do you feel about your festival dates I love tour we haven't done festivals before this is the first time that we've actually got festivals that to play oh, cool. which is really well, amazing congratulations thank you we're really excited about it um yeah i know the tour was very diy and really fun and really good but it's i don't think it's i've even thought of comparing it to festivals at all and there's a whole load of time i don't actually we're doing great escape in great escape weeks. yeah on the ninth well it's, it's the ninth to the 11th i'm not yeah. i haven't got to how much day you're doing but you are doing it i think we're doing 
or three days. Oh, cool. And <laughs> I realized yesterday, me and Georgie, who's in Porridge Radio, mm. she, we're both playing another band called Garden Center. And we realized that on the Saturday of Great Escape, we're going to be doing six shows between the two bands oh, <laughs> in one wow. day. Well, that would be a really great good. experience, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I'll die, but it's fine. So can, can I ask you about Garden Centre? Yeah. Uh, what, what kind of an outfit is Garden Centre like? Will you have to kind of really switch gears from one to the other, or what kind of a band is Garden Centre compared to Porridge Radio, for example? Garden Centre is an amazing band. I don't write the songs, so I can say that. I love the music. My friend Max makes writes all the songs, and I just play guitar in Garden okay. Centre, and I sing a bit. Whereas in Porridge Radio, I'm fronting the band, and I'm kind of screaming at people, and playing loudly and being like at the front garden center is very much more low-key for me having a good time and is that quite a nice thing to kind of take a step to the side in a band like um i always i always cite when this kind of thing comes up like when david bowie went on tour with iggy pop and just played keyboard because he fancied a little break but still wanted to have his hand (laughs) in the background did yeah. it feel a bit like, oh, this is nice because there's yeah, I'd less say responsibility. Yeah, I'm a bit like a David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. I'd say I'm, I've got a little David Bowie vibe. Sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's really fun. It's amazing just playing music in a band that you love and being a part of somebody else's project and being able to help them make their yeah, music yeah. sound the way that they can hear it in their head. And like, I love Garden Centre so much. Being in that band is just amazing. And I love being in Porridge Radio as well. It's just two different experiences they're both great yeah well it's, and it's great if you can do both at the same time why not yeah um and so the the new track give slash take yeah you can just call it give take give take fine <laughs> but i like to sometimes pronounce all the punctuation <laughs> okay. in front of me so capital g yeah if slash capital t, t- take yep no full stop so the last music you put out was was the lp 2016 yeah technically yeah. we actually put out a christmas single not Christmas has just went, but the Christmas before that. So maybe that's technically the last okay. music we put out. And maybe we even put out the odd single. But yeah, the last real big thing was the album. And what, where have you been in, what, where have you been at in life? What have you been up to? Did you decide uh, to take a bit of a break <laughs> from making stuff for Porridge Radio? Or Not have you been considered Garden Centre? Or what's the. Just been really busy being alive and being in a band and playing sure. loads of shows all the time and having a good time and trying to write i mean like we've written a lot of new music we've actually just finished recording our next album great we're almost finished mixing it so that's kind of and do you have a rough time frame of when that's going to be around for people's consumption not yet no? okay <laughs> please let me know when you have and then i can tell people <laughs> I'll, <laughs> how this works. I'll but also tell me know. more importantly yeah. i want to know so yeah yeah, That's so we've no. been writing loads, we've been recording, we've been playing loads of shows, going on tour, just been really busy, and all of us just like working and being people cool. who are alive. Right, uh, we're going to play Give Take by Porridge Radio, Dana, the main incumbent of which is with us in the studio. The Joey Payne Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4pm. Breaking news. Breaking news. We've got George from Yanaka on the line. And this I say breaking news because... No. They've lost, they've lost one of their band members. What? Right, George? Yeah, she's having, she's having her haircut. She's having her haircut. Oh. <laughs> so welcome to the show. 
Nice. Um, thank, thanks for still honouring your commitment to us, because I know, right? I know what's going on. You've got you've got a gig tonight to see Bright Arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get on, we're, promote we're that. Tickets. No need, yeah, sold out. <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. Well, you know, you might be able to smuggle a few people in. Oh, get told right. off for saying that, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like your style, George. Thank you. I like your on <laughs> on the phone style, I suppose. So, so the gig's sold out. Are you already uh, in situ for the gig? You, are you the roundabout sort of? Oh yeah, we've just loaded in. We've yeah. had we've had quite a lot of time to spare today. Very nice, because you guys are from Brighton, right? Yeah. 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 Originally, me and Teresa are from Kent. Uh, Whereabouts? Alex is from uh, I'm from Chatham, okay. and Teresa's from Folkestone. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm a bit yeah. further north. Uh, where, Bexley, where are you? Bexley Heath boy. Oh, uh, Bexley Heath boy. Yeah, I'm a. Be- I'm a Bexley <laughs> Heath boy. I wasn't called you boy. I was like, I'm a Bexley yeah. Heath boy. <laughs> I know. I got it. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so. um, the drummer Rob's from North London, and Alex is from Romford. Romford, and and you mm. guys j- recently did Great Escape Festival, which is in your your current in, residence, in neck of the woods. Yeah. yeah. So that must have been really, oh, really special for you guys, right? It was really cool. There was one point during the set where um, I hit myself in the face with my guitar, like by accident, and I cut open, cut open the top of my eye. And oh, I didn't nice. really, I didn't really notice until someone like lobbed blue roll at me, and I was like, "This is the most random form of heckling I've ever had." <laughs> but just, it was just uh, like, next was coming like spray clean, bubble. <laughs> clean up that no, spilt beer. Such a good show. Such a good show. We had another one the next day as well, but it was like at quarter to two in the morning, so. Okay. We were and just trying to stay sober for that long. Yeah. Quite hard. Yeah. And so, was there like quite a lot of blood? Did you have, to have stitches? No, no, I thought I would have, but it, it denied me entry to a lot of places that evening because I thought I'd been. You'd had a like, fight. Like, like scrapping and that. Yeah. yeah. But no, it was it was it was a it was a hefty, a, a surplus amount of blood. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. More than you'd like. More than you'd more like. Than but that was would important. Like. <laughs> but everyone was everyone was loving it. It was like packed. They were they stopped letting people into the venue, so kind of an unofficial way of selling out. So it's yeah. really cool. That's amazing. Now I've read a couple of interviews, and I, uh, and so I know you get asked this all the time. But let's just I, I want to ask you about your uh, your name because I I googled it before because yeah. uh, I actually. And I missed it, and I was gutted because I was supposed to be coming down to Great Escape. So, and that's how I found out who you guys were. Because I, I just sort of trawled through who was on, had a list yeah, of some yeah. bands, really liked your stuff. But then oh, when I tried to like find your website, it gave me some Motorcycle. weird. No, no, there's a there's like a like car cleaning business as well. Yeah, they do like parts and exhaust yeah. and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, trying to so, trying to get that sorted out. So, what does it mean? Where did it come any... from? Um, Yonica is uh, it was Teresa's. She wanted to be called Midlight, Midnight originally. And like, um, she was living with a Japanese friend at the time called Seren, and he was just kind of walking by and said, "Oh, you know, Japan, um, Japanese for Midnight is Yonaka." And she's like, just like clicked. She's like, "Yeah, that's it." Perfect. Because it's just to represent. I don't know. It's, Teresa's way of explaining it is kind of you no know, to represent the darkness of the music, I suppose, and just how how it feels. I don't know. She, can, she has a way with words which I just don't have. That's all right. Don't worry. No, you're, just, doing, you're yeah. doing a grand job of explaining it. Oh, um, thanks, man. So, where are you at in terms of you've got the the single that's just come out? Wouldn't want to be ya. Yeah. Is it out or is it out this week? Oh, oh, it's nice. It's out. It's been out it's for out. like two weeks now. Oh, two weeks. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Good. Okay. And uh, and sure. obviously getting a good reaction from that. Yeah, we've got quite a few um, Radio One plays. Um, a couple of other plays on radio and um, the, the streams have just been picking up which is really good 
And I suppose that's how, not not trying to sound like like an old man at the age of 32, but uh, because I'm not in a band, I don't know. Is that how it kind of gets worked out now uh, on the streams rather than than sales? Because you're not going to be selling singles anymore. Do you know what I mean? Well, we just we didn't get any like vinyls done up like seven inch or anything like that. But I, I did hear that apparently that every hundred streams counts as a counts as a download or something like that. Oh, okay. I think that's kind of the way nowadays. I, I'm not too sure. That but seems I a bit. That, that seems a bit tight though, doesn't it? You'd, I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to think you get more than one per hundred. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. In comparison to you know the mega superstars on Spotify, how like, the forty-seven million. So. Well, that's 470,000 like, yeah. downloads kind of works, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, it's cheap. It's, it's, an, it's an escape, but yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's obviously all going very well for you guys. You sold out tonight. Yeah. I've got a couple of things I need to run past you, George. Go on, Let's then. go on record as saying... This has been a lovely chat. I'm glad she's having yeah. her hair cut, because that means we've got to speak to you. Um, <laughs> you can tell her I've said Cheers, that. Mate. No, yeah, I will do. <laughs> Hope, um, hopefully she's listening now and not hair yeah. dryers are involved. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know. Depends on where she's gone. Mm. If you're getting it done in, if you're getting it done in the sea bright arms, I imagine she's paying a pretty penny as well. Cause it's not cheap it's to get a, your hair cut around there. Just a bread knife and a bowl over her head. <laughs> George, you've been such a great guest. Uh, we're gonna play. Cheers, Wouldn't want to be ya. Awesome. Um, next time you're in London, pop in and see us, mate, please. Yeah, we'll do, man. Yeah, we'd love to have you in here. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so I'm gonna let you introduce it, George. If you don't mind, then we'll let you go. Cool. No worries. Is it now? Yeah, now. Go for it. All right. This is our latest single, Wouldn't Want to Be. Uh, I'm from Yonica. Cheers. Nice one. Thanks, George. Right. Have a great gig tonight. Cheers, Joe. See Take you later, man. man. See you later. Bye. Bye. The Joey Page Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m. It's now time to welcome onto the show our third guest of the day and someone that when I was told it was a possibility that we might be able to get him on the show, I was very, very excited. And lo and behold, it has come off, and I'm now delighted to say that I'm joined on the line by Pan Amsterdam. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, great to be here. How's it going? All right, yeah. Um, How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, you know, just in New York, you know. Now, I'll start with this. Basically... I've done some reading about how you switched from being a sort of jazz musician, or not a sort of, but from being a jazz musician into sort of stumbling into doing what you're doing as Pan Amsterdam. And reading about how, like, you was kind of having a little bit of a struggle and wasn't quite sure what you were doing with your musical career. But that's all, like, underneath. On the surface, to someone that just listens to your music... Everyone that I talk to or anyone that listens to your stuff is like, this guy is the coolest man in the world. <laughs> man, thanks, man. That's what's up. Um, and, yeah. and, and you've lived in New York for a long time, one of my favorite cities in the world. And just, yeah, you just sort of have this air of mystery and coolness about you. And yeah, so I just wanted to get that out of the way and say, very excited to have you on the show but tell us a little bit about how the project of Pan Amsterdam, I guess, should we call it a project? Is that the right term for it? Yeah, you can call it a project. You know, it uh, started with uh, my friend Malik and Scott, that man, Monks, have a uh, group called Madison Washington. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and I was checking them out. And, 
you know, I was I was over in France at that time. I have a song under another name, my other name, Laurent Thomas, which is my real name. Yeah. And this thing called Man Funk. Man <laughs> it's fun? like a funk song. Yeah, it's like this funk song. It was, it's, I was actually making fun of European body odor, but, you know, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but, uh, no, I, you know, I, I was over there doing that, heard what they did, and then I decided to go ahead and... Uh, give it a shot and um but i thought i was going to be doing singer stuff and then scott mm. sent me these really cool kind of 90s vintage beats and so i started putting together this character over them because that's what it felt like it needed to flip it right you know and then I, that's how pan am came about and yeah. listening to your flow and your lyrical content is such uh, an unusual delight so how did you kind of settle on this half spoken word sort of slightly um, off-syllable style that you've got? Was it something you just tried out and it worked straight away? Or how did you... Because if you, like you said, you hadn't really rapped before, you was a you was a jazz musician, how did you decide that this is how you would end up basically doing what you do? Well, yeah, you know, it just kind of... Uh, it just kind of happened. I was listening to these, like, you know, I, I was... You know, I've worked with hip-hop people. Mm. I was working with most deaf... Uh, you know, I was in his band for a second, and I was in Lauren Hill's band for a second, and I, you know, I was working with Black Boom Smith Wesson for a second, and then, um, you know, I just started listening to the beats that he was doing, and and just started putting this guy together, and and then as far as like the way I started flowing and things, it it made sense to me, and I didn't know it was actually that unique uh, to to people. Uh, I was just doing what I thought, you know, worked yeah. over the worked over the beat you know what i mean you know as far as subject matter and everything i try to not preach you know and just try and do a stream of consciousness kind of thing well your consciousness you know? must be a wonderful place to be because it's fu <laughs> it's full of like really sort of niche musical sort of 80s references and then a lot of allusions to uh takeaway restaurants and food yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't lying, because right? you know in China. I mean, in, in, in New York, you know, it's like Chinatown everywhere. Yeah, you right. always up in a Chinese spot for sure. You get that, you know, you gonna have some low mean or some. It's going down. You yeah. Know? When, when I listen to one of your tracks or, or your album, I have to make sure that I've eaten beforehand. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm like, oh, I want now. I want some onion rings. Or now, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know it. Yeah, I think yeah. one of them I start off with what fried chicken gizzards and one yeah. soup. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, sure. uh, maybe for like when you go on tour or something, you should have a little food stand that just sells everything that's on your record. Yo, that's the move. Yeah, Do yeah, like a concept pop up food store. Yeah, you think Live Nation will go for that? Yeah, definitely. That like, <laughs> yeah, man. I got a friend Actually, who works yeah. at Live Nation. I'll I'll ring him and I'll get it sorted. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get this one. Yeah, we gotta get yeah, this yeah. happening. Mm -hmm. So the EP Elevator Music Volume One suggests, and I've also done my research that there are going to be some more EPs. Yes, there are. What made you decide that you wanted to do a series of EPs as opposed to bringing out a, a second record? You know, I have so much music. Is honestly what it is. Right. Uh, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't put it all on one uh, album. Nobody's going to listen to that. <laughs> you know, 
you well, know, I, I don't know. Like the the last album's a pretty concise piece of work in terms of uh, length. So maybe you could, if anyone could pull off a double album, as long as there's two yeah. sides of that size. But yeah, yeah. so you got loads of stuff that you wanted to bring to us. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just got a. I have a. You know, I have a character called East Saint Laurent. Right. He's, yeah, that's gonna be pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, that you, you guys are gonna get a dose of him probably, if not this next series, then the series, the third one. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, then there's more Pan Am, and I'm hopefully gonna uh, team back up with Scott, that man, Monks, man. I really love his beats, man. You know. Yeah, me too. And similar to you, I'm a fan of uh, Madison Washington as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that's sort of almost an inspiration. For yeah, Malik's awesome. Yeah, Malik yeah. is awesome, man. Yeah. And I really like as well, and I, I wonder if you could maybe give us a bit of an insight into this, how in quite a lot of your stuff you're having conversations with people, but we're only hearing your side of it. Right. So how did right. that come about as a technique? Can you give us a bit of... Do you remember the first time you did that and was like, oh, this is good? Yeah, it's just kind of... Uh, yeah, you know, I'm an only child, I guess. You know, I... I I'm always talking to invisible people, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I just kind of sat around and uh, just went over the uh, shenanigans of being in the studio. Yeah, right. You know? And, uh, you know, and what the conversations usually like, and, and I just kind of relived it and just made it more satirical, you mm. know. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I do. And yeah, it sounds like... It's, a, it's, just, it's an excuse for me talking to myself, I think. Right, fine. Which, yeah. is, which is absolutely... If you can make money out of doing that, then more power to you. Do you know what I mean? Right. But, um, <laughs> also, I want to talk about the, the EP that's just come out, uh, Elevated yeah. Music Volume 1. The track that I really love is the longest and also, like, beats or, you know, samples-wise, the most sort of different the biggest departure from the stuff that you've done is bobcat so can you tell us a bit about that track yeah yeah bobcat is supposed to be pan am uh you know he, the story behind him is just you know he had amnesia and he washed up on the sea and iggy pop found him and whatnot yeah and uh so the whole thing is just basically he comes out of it and uh he's with his french band i have a french band that i usually like to perform with shout out to florian pelicier my, Easy uh, for you to re- say. Director out there, huh? <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I won't right? be trying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. That French is real. Yeah, on petit pour, man. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I was doing. And then you know they they came. They were in the studio one day, and they were just jamming. And then I just I made the engineer record what they did, and it was just amazing, man. And I decided to do this. Uh, this little monologue about uh, these people who uh, had a, had a pet bobcat mm. and it tore up their baby one day. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know that stuff happens in Houston. I mean, you you look on the news and somebody had an exotic animal. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah, and, they, and, and uh, it's like run amok. Yeah, you know. Got loose so, in a shopping centre or whatever. You know it. Yeah, I know. It. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, mo- I'm, in fact, I'm mostly banned from talking about this on the show because I talk about it so often. But I'm going to bring it up again now, as as we're kind of on the subject of the the wild and crazy things that happen on the news in America. I'm going on my honeymoon. I'm going to be driving across America mm-hmm. uh, in September and coming to New York. And as going back to the beginning of the interview, me and all my friends and anyone pretty much that. 
I talk to about your music think that you are probably the coolest guy on the planet. What can you suggest as a sort of secret little place to go whilst we're in New York? Well, you're in New York. Uh, let's see, man. Because you lived there for a long time, so if anyone knows, you should be the person mm. that can tell me something. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool speakeasies. Uh, I don't know them as well as I used to, uh, but uh, I definitely say check out some jazz clubs. Yeah, you right. Know, and uh, you'll laugh at. You know, I mean, it's it's there's some good ones, and then there's some real funny ones. There's, mm. uh, you know, and then there's these interesting, uh, mysterious ones in Harlem. You know. Okay. Uh, you know, go to the Red Rooster. You know, that's a cool place. Um, you go to uh, Paris Blues is an interesting place in Harlem. Okay. Uh, then you go downtown and go to Smalls. Check out Smalls, you know. I mean, I'm um, literally just, this interview is turning to me writing things down that you're saying, which is good. <laughs> I've, put, I've put them straight in my little uh, in my little notes page. Yeah. So, so I'll be there. I'll go and have a look. Also, you mentioned in the EP and about the, the character being found washed up on a beach uh, by Iggy Pop. And I know because I listen to his radio show a lot that he's obviously a big fan of yours. And how did that come about, you working with him? Was it as simple as he really liked you and he sort of seeked you out? Or how did how did that come about? Well, we have a mutual friend, uh, Ben Ratliff. Uh, uh, he's a a great music critic uh and um man he you know when i was going through my transition into this character mm. uh you know the first song was plus one and yeah. he gave that to iggy pop and iggy dug it man he iggy really understood where i was going you know with that character and he supported it even before i had a label you know yeah, um, and oh yeah by the way shout out to def Presse yeah and matt boat you know and those guys uh yeah man and they're a great label by the way but anyway yeah so like yeah you know iggy really dug it and then after that we just started you know exchanging music and talking about music you know hopefully uh i mean i'm in this i've been i just finished an australian tour with him mm -hmm. which was really cool great yeah man you know that's that's the man right there yeah well you know, I, and, I saw uh, him when he came and played Hyde park in the summer uh finsbury park yeah. in the summer and he's still like got as much fire as he's ever had on stage yeah. So yeah, incredible. I asked I asked him about that. I said, "Man, what, how the hell do you do that?" He he studies qigong and he and he swims every day. He swims every day. You know. Yeah, he swims every day and mm -hmm. studies qigong and those two things and you know, he he's he's very good on his health and things like that. And it's just yeah, like Yeah, right. Yeah, man. He's man, that cat is he's awesome, man. Yeah, well, we you all know, need to get down the swimming pool then it sounds like yeah, yeah, because I can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> you better get into Qigong. Yeah, Find yeah. out what it is and then do it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm looking it up on YouTube yeah, all the yeah. time. Like, you know, it's like people that touch people and knock them down with using Qi and everything. Like, that Qigong thing is heavy. Seriously, man, like, congratulations. Like, I've read about your kind of how you was just a, or not just a jazz musician, but you haven't really found your place in a prominent position in music, do you know what I mean? And then you tried to do something completely different, and now, like, you know, you're talking to Iggy Pop about swimming and Qigong, and so, like, that's a really incredible story, and I'm so happy for you that you've managed to, to find something that, A, has propelled you to the forefront of where you are, and also, B, brought out something that's, like, highly original and just brilliant, and, like, seriously, like, love your album... I've got it at home, my record player, and yeah, just such a thrill to have you on the show, man.
What are you up to today, by the way? Where Set the scene. Where are you in New York? What, what's going on? I'm in my small apartment, just chilling out, uh, staring at a, a plate that I uh, ate out of last night that I need to wash. Okay. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. at some point, those plates do need to be put in order. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force you to go back to that now. And okay. we're going to play All Kinds of Don't, which is the, the first single off of the EP. Awesome. Is there anything that you want to tell us about that track before we play it? You know what? I'm going to let it play itself. I don't know what to say about that track, except for the fact that, uh, oh, shout out to Mr. Shen, who did the beat. Mm, man, right. Yeah, sure. cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, oh one, yeah. one other quick thing I wanted to ask you. The artwork for your album and the EP. Yeah. Who, who, is that you, or who's who's done that? That was me. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, for the EP... Did you just? Is it just sort of like a abstract thing that you just doodled, or is it a representation of something? Because I look at it and I think Stegosaurus, man. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, I just kind of wanted to make make it look like it's you know it's like an outsider outside of the city. Yeah, you know, to people that are outsiders, they look like shape shifting reptilian type whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just kind of did that. Well, <laughs> y- definitely that. Is exactly what's going on there, but uh, yeah, I really love your artwork. It's it's great. I'm a big fan of that as well. So, what what a thank polymath! You. Oh man, yeah. thank you so much, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it's been so nice having you on. We'll speak to you again sometime. And uh, if you're over in the UK, come see us. Oh yeah, I'll be out there the in a couple of months. Yeah, sure. yeah. All yeah. right, nice one. Well, this is all kinds of. Don't we'll let you get back to the dirty plate. Thanks all for right, bro. Out. Cheers, in man. Have a nice day. You too. Cheers. Bye. This is All Kinds of Don't by our special guest, Pan Amsterdam. Joey Page's full show is live every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m. I am really, really excited about this uh, band that I've loved ever since they came around. So much so, it took me ages to realise that they had all these other side projects going on. I just thought that they were just mini mansions. I had no idea about your other hats. That's how much I like mini mansions. That's off. I refuse to even acknowledge any of your other work. But mini mansions, welcome to the studio. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Yeah, so you've got an album coming out, 26th of July. A guy walks into uh, Michael. Do you want to finish this up? Should we guy do it? Walks like- into a foo bar. Thank Whoa! you. Oh! Um, and it's been it's been a, a while since you brought out an actual album. I know you had the B sides album, but first album in was it four years? Yeah, or so. that's crazy. And I know that you guys have got like big schedules that obviously stop you from bringing out stuff maybe as quickly as you'd like. But the one thing that comes across is that you guys are all great friends, and that's what kind of makes this project happen. Who told you that? Uh, I've read it. Oh, mm. so you've been saying it somewhere. Okay. You subread it. Yeah, it's on Reddit. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's on Reddit. I think Tyler just keeps putting stuff up. What's on Reddit? What's your handle? Uh, real... I can't tell you. Never reveal your handle yeah. on Reddit. That's that's the rules. So yeah, coming together after having to go off and do all your other side projects that you guys do and that keep you busy must bring lots of different influences and things when it comes to working on new stuff. So how do you sift through and work out what you want to make an album sound like when you're all coming from loads of different angles from all your different side projects i mean the biggest thing for me just at the final product is that just that it sounds like mini mansions yeah um but we have so many different influences and and uh uh we start from 
different places um, and they can be um, abstract places and pop places and noisy places but as long as it ends up sounding like mini mansions that's all counts for me on the on the new kind of bits that we the tip bits that we've heard that's going to be on the new album so far you sound like you're having way more fun than you've ever had on a record that's the trick but you're not in real life are you, are you hating no, it no, no, no. <laughs> no. I think just we're a lot more comfortable than we were I think it's just a product of growing up a little I don't know I mean we still have a kind of a specific way of exhibiting ourselves yeah but I think in this for, especially for this album I think we're a lot more it's a lot more human yeah okay and uh, less like still conceptual but it's not like we're not abstracting the humanness so it allows us to be a lot more uh, human yeah right because <laughs> you know a guy walks into a bar that's obviously the setup of of a joke right and then you sound like you're having a lot of fun on the record so is there any any sort of darker stuff that's going to surprise us on this album Sherman Dr. Shoes well <laughs> yeah the uh, not to get too deep but the the record the guy walks into a bar is is the kind of the first i guess lyric um or situation for how the rest of the record plays out and how life would play out um so the last song isn't really like a a, a cheerful song right um and that's kind of how it, how the album progresses yeah um, okay. from light to bad things for example is the second song on the record so you yeah. can imagine so that's the, that's the good old times and uh it uh, <laughs> then there's tears at the end. Right. Okay. So uh, just get get the tissues ready. That's right. For the end for the tear jerker. Happy tears of joy though. Tears of joy. Sure. Happy happy joy joy. Knowing how the you know just from meeting you guys in the last twenty minutes, I do worry that this is a bit of a red herring because I imagine that sometimes you read stuff and you guys are just having real fun with your interviews or whatever. People have taken them literally. So let's see how yeah. we go with this. But bad things. Michael, you said that it was inspired by Freud and Gary Newman and the pleasure principles. Is that something you still stand by? 100%. So can you talk us through the... Keep it haunted. How, how that affects you, the pleasure principle. Tell us a bit about that. I don't know if it was like, it was the chicken or the egg, but uh, there's this band called Pleasure Forever. Right. And this is like getting really like surreal, really, because it has nothing to do with it. But I do remember... We used to love this band, Pleasure Forever, and they, they were on this band that's labeled Sub Pop. Mm. Um, it still exists. It was owned by Freud. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the kicker. Uh, and probably when we were like 14 or something, and I just remember, and then I just remember that concept like really sticking with me, and that's just kind of how I like to live my life is just to make sure that like from all... Uh, all aspects and all sides that you're like that you're enjoying um, yourself and I guess that's uh, recreationally sexually um, comedically I don't know all the things um, just constant constant pleasure and I think that those um, I mean Freud I mean is looked down upon in many ways too but um, I think uh, yeah, the pleasure principle is, is is a great thing to stand for. And has that um, has that led you into sort of any sort of scrapes because you're just doing things that you want to do because it makes you happy? That it's like has that ever sort of pissed some people off? Not as literal as this, but like one day you've come in like wearing something weird and everyone else in the band, or you've done something and, and you two guys have just gone, oh no, what's he up to? Yeah, I don't, I mean yes, probably. Yeah, <laughs> we probably. I mean, 
we make fun of each other a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the pleasure principle. Not really shame. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like sh- the cost of yeah. having that pleasure principle. It's that you get it ripped the principle sometimes. Of ple- pleasure. I just think make sure, like, make. We, we were at a show the other night we were playing, and everyone was a little stiff. Yeah. And it was just like, it was just like, sometimes just like let loose. Like, mm. just like let your hair down and. and and have fun and not be and just don't be so uptight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one girl was like eating chips in the front, just like eating chips in the very front front row. She did got down chips. and took them. Yeah, not, during our, not yeah. during our set though. Oh no, of course during not. The not during the uh, Yeah, maybe even the break. Yeah, I think she finished the chips by the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad that she didn't disrespect you with fast no, food. No, not at all. I, I consider that a compliment. <laughs> okay, good. It's brand new. Um, and you guys. Also, do very well in getting people to feature on your stuff, and you've had so many like cool people: Brian Wilson, Alison Mosshart, obviously Alex Turner, and then with the Queens of the Stone Age connection, you've been on bills or like been around people like Iggy Pop and stuff. So, is there anybody where you can be like, ah, oh, from working with that person, we learnt this great thing, or do you not really pay too much attention? I think it'd be a big mistake if you weren't paying attention when you're around these like great artists and, yeah. and uh, musicians, poets, all that you know, whatever uh, business people, comedians, like, you know, comedian. Yeah, if you're not taking something, it's a missed opportunity. And um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I take, I, I try to take something from everything, even like touring and like different crews, mm, okay. like crew members, how they how they run things, and yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing that came to mind is a certain friend that we opened up for rolled when he packed all his clothes he'd roll he had these rolls it was basically a shirt undies and and socks but in a roll perfect roll yeah right you just roll you just have basically every one of those rolls is like a day's worth of clothes and you just don't even have to fuck around you just have See, that's ex- this is exactly what i wanted you know what I mean? to get from this i wasn't really yeah after a great songwriter this is exactly the kind of thing what and up, now ben? what up ben I'm gonna take that Big on ben. as well. Yeah, Big Ben. I definitely am gonna use that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. But there's a there's a method to it, and I, I still don't even really know. But yeah, way, he does it he really good. It in, the, yeah. yeah, it's because then it gets creases if you don't. Yeah, it's the whole thing. But yeah. But even the idea of like when you've got such busy busy schedules, yeah, just which like, I don't have the luxury of that. But where you've got your whole kit planned out for that day, yeah. you don't have to think about it. It's perfect. That's the thing of beauty. A whole roll. Now also. I want to mention the jacket that, that you've got on, the Mini Thanks, Mansions man. crew jacket, um, which is a, a, a sight to behold. Yeah. And I know that you're thinking about possibly turning that into some merch, but have you got any other, like... I, I imagine you'd be the kind of guys that would have some merch that is, like, pretty spectacular. Have you got any, like, cool novelty items going on at the minute? We have dad hats. Yeah. What's a L- dad hat? Lots of dad hats. <laughs> I think a dad hat is kind of like a deconstructed hat. Is why it's called the dad hat because there's not a proper bowl to it. It just kind of like almost like what a fisherman of, would wear. Yeah. Nah, well, it's kind of floppy. One bill. It's not a bill around. Uh, is uh, that a fisherman hat? When yeah, the, bill the bill's all around, all around but it's no, so it's floppy. No, it's just like an old. It looks like your dad's old hat. Okay, but it's become a trendy thing. Great. It's pretty. It's, it's kind of normcore, right? Yeah. Kind of normcore. <laughs> like Larry like, David would wear. Yeah, it, like yeah, a Seinfeld right, okay. hat. Old Maybe you should hat. send him one. It might make it into <laughs> uh, Kirby hat. enthusiasm. Just send him one. You hot. Yeah. He's got a great photo with LD. I do yeah. have a good photo with LD. Dodger Stadium. Nice. Yeah. Was that watching 
the Dodgers. Yeah. Or was it? <laughs> no. Yeah, but you, you could have been doing a gig there and he could have been there. True. That's, that's true. what I'm, yeah, I'm thinking in that yeah. direction. No, you're right. I, I did see Rolling Stones there when I was a kid. Yeah. Yes, they do have concerts there. Yeah, yeah it was a Dodgers game. All right, was he? Very nice. Yeah, yeah good. Good hand gesture. <laughs> just he did one of these. Yeah, uh, nice. You know, hands That's up. what you want. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, another thing that I want to cover is you guys always do like really cool music videos. Do you find them hard to come up with the concepts for? Because now you're almost getting a bit of a name from. Is it that getting harder to come up with something great? Or is that sort of also the kind of thing that you might sublet out to get someone else to think about those things? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a mix of what someone brings to the table and what we put on the table. Uh, but thankfully, most of the people that we worked with are kind of weird. And so they come up with out-of-the-box things out of the... They think out of the box in a way that you wouldn't normally get from just, say... You're, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, dot com kind of guy. Mm. That's just like <laughs> work with like st very strange people that have are forward thinking and interesting. Nice. Well, I think that in many ways that also covers you guys. Like, I think you're quite strange, forward thinking, cool band in the kind of music you create. Mm. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take some of the credit for your UK. Please. Okay. Go ahead, Joe. So, um, when Death is a Girl first came out, I was on a music discussion show on the BBC where everybody had to, like, they, they played, like, maybe six records and we all had to, like, give each one a mark out of ten. Mm. And I gave you guys a nine. Wow. And it got the highest rating on the show that day of all the songs that they played and then that means you got played every week on that radio station oh, wow. Thanks, man. Appreciate so, it, appreciate there it. you go thanks Joey you are right, Joey. Yeah, welcome thank you so much um, where do we send the fruit basket yeah. uh, there's no need edible arrangement I, I don't really eat a lot no? of fruit it's fine okay. all right. you, doing this, basket. you doing this is, uh, is, is enough for me we'll send you a bag of ice yeah okay cool yeah. <laughs> thanks guys it's been a real personal pleasure to meet you, you and too. also I'm, yeah I'm just a big fan of the band so I'm really pleased that you could take time to come in and do this we are going to play bad things brackets that make you feel good close brackets um, is there anything you want to tell us about that particular track before we play it uh, with that we have a a really uh, fun video coming out today yeah, yeah. Um, it's our own listening party. Um, so you'll, you'll see it later this evening, I guess, UK time. Cool. You're going to well, love it, Joey. I'm going to love it. You're oh, going to love it. Hey. Oh, you'd love it, Joey. This, this, this oh, you love week. it. This is not... Wait, when it, where are we? Oh, it's next week. So it's been out a week. So I already do love uh, it. You so love it. Love you it. love it. You love it. Have you seen that video? Oh, I love it. You I think it came out a week ago now. How much do you love it, Joey? This much? More. Yeah, wow. I love it so much that I'm going to watch it before I get in the car to drive to my gig that's also last week. Nice. <laughs> nice. Also... In your DeLorean. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, nice. thank Thanks, you so Joe. much. And, Thanks, yeah, have a lovely day. Thanks, Thanks Joe. Thanks. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little mixed bag of interviews taken from my Fubar radio show. If you'd like to listen to the full show, which includes features and all the songs from all the artists that you've heard in these interviews and many, many more, then tune in every Wednesday from 2 till 4 live or go to foobarradio.com for the podcast.
You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.